بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله as we always start our shows by the name of Allah the most high the most merciful the especially merciful we seek his blessings we seek his forgiveness we seek his guidance this is another show about another brother who has joined this revert family a long time ago his brother is very dear and close to my heart I love him in the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I can't do too much tezkiya on him because as we know, doing tezkiya, talking too good about a, a person in his face is not good recommended in Islam. But I'll let the brother talk and uh, introduce himself, inshallah. And he is well known, alhamdulillah, in the community. He is the principal of uh, ATA Al-Ikhlas Train Academy. It's a school that I went to uh, one day uh, back in the days when I was younger. It's a place where a lot of brothers that I know that graduated from, and it's a place, alhamdulillah, that hosted a lot of leaders and community members today who are currently working, mashallah, doing great things and big things. Brother Nadir, we're going to have him introduce himself to us, inshallah, and then get into the story of how he got introduced to this path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how it was great for him and how he was impacted to come in and join this big family that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen for him. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. With Allah's name, the merciful benefactor, the merciful redeemer. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. All praise and thanks belongs to Allah, the Lord of all the worlds. It's certainly my honor to be uh, a guest here with our dear brother on uh, the Rebirth Show. And uh, today I just want to talk to you a little bit about... Um, Myself, my name is Nadir Ahmed, and I am the director of uh, Ellie Claus Training Academy. And just to talk a little bit about how I was introduced to Al Islam uh, back some years ago, I, I reverted uh, to Al Islam from Christianity back in 1973. I, I was first introduced to um, Islam by my brother uh, back in 1971 uh, when I returned home from Vietnam. I did uh, 13 months uh, in, Viet in, in Vietnam. I was in the U.S. military, the Army, actually. And uh, when I came home from Vietnam, my brother had come home from Germany. And uh, he was telling me he met uh, some Muslims in Germany. At that time, I didn't know pretty much anything about Islam or what Muslims were. So uh, he, had, he had met these brothers, and then uh, when he came home uh, to, uh, and that was Petersburg, Virginia at that time, he met some brothers there in Petersburg that were in the Nation of Islam under the leadership of, of the late Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And so he talked to me about uh, Islam, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, I was curious. I had no clue what it was about. And uh, he gave me uh, this um, album by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad entitled The Judgment. And uh, I listened to that album, and he was talking about the judgment of God on America because of America's be, uh, misbehavior. 
and especially its treatment of um, the African-Americans, uh, the ex-slaves. And I listened to that album and uh, anyone in the, in the audience, uh, the, the listening audience, that may have heard that album before, they know how frightening it was. And as a young man, I listened to that and, and it scared me. I, it really it did scare me. Um, and um, so after listening to that album, then uh, my brother gave me a book that had been authored by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad also. Uh, uh, that book uh, was entitled The Message to the Black Man. And I got that book, I read it, and uh, you know, there were some things in there that uh, really caught my attention. Uh, and so, me being in the Army at that time, I couldn't, uh, they did not allow you into the, uh, it was called temples at that time. Uh, they wouldn't allow you in if you were in the military. Uh, and especially in, in the military uniform. You couldn't wear that, not in, into the temples at that time. Uh, so my brother was uh, an officer in, in the Nation of Islam. He was a captain. And so he kept inviting me to come down. So I decided uh, myself and another brother, uh, Brother Hamidullah el -Amin. May Allah rest his soul in peace. He has passed away now. Uh, he was also in the, in the military, and so he had gone down, so he told me, he said, look, brother, come on, go with me down. I said, okay, I'll go with you. <clears throat> and so we went, and I listened to, uh, you know, the, the message that the minister, as they were called during that time, I listened to the message from the minister, and uh, it really caught my attention. I said, this, I think this is what I've been looking for. Um, and so, you know, they went through the whole uh, thing of, you know, not eating pork and, and all of that, and not, um, you know, all of the, the uh, don't do's, you know, no drinking, none of those kind of things. So, you know, being young, I wasn't quite ready to give up everything. <laughs> no, I wasn't ready to give up everything. At any time of that, yeah. No, I, I wasn't ready for that yet. But anyway, so what I did, uh, once I got out of the military in, in 1970, um, I got out in 70, 1971, I got out. And, you know, I visited uh, the mosque for a few times because they changed the name from temple to mosque. So I visited a few times, but I still wasn't ready to give up everything. But um, later on, I decided, uh, along with my my wife and uh, my sister, we decided that we would um, uh, convert to Islam. Mashallah. And uh, the three of us converted the same night we, we declared our Islam. My wife, Mashallah. my sister, and I in 1973. Allah Akbar. And uh, Alhamdulillah, uh, I, I've... Uh, you know, I've been steadfast since that time. Uh, in 1975, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad passed away. And uh, his son, Imam Warithuddin Muhammad, became the leader. 
And uh, alhamdulillah, may Allah rest his soul in peace. He has passed away now. But uh, he uh, miraculously, in my opinion, brought the nation of Islam from the old theology to Sunni or Orthodox Islam. Mashallah. And actually, uh, that uh, conversion of the Muslims from the old nation of Islam to Sunni or Orthodox Islam was the greatest mass conversion in the history of this country. There's no one has converted as many people to Islam in this country as did Imam Muaytadeen. And uh, may Allah uh, bless him with the Jannatul Firdaus. That is the highest, one of the highest stations in paradise. But uh, after becoming Muslim, uh, I, I decided and, and kind of shifting, and, and I've got to leave out a lot of things because it would take me a week to talk about <laughs> all of what uh, we've done. But I decided back uh, years ago that uh, once I had children, I didn't want them to be educated in the public school system uh, because of some of the things that were going on in the school system. Uh, I didn't want my children educated in that system. I wanted them educated uh, actually uh, in Islam. Uh, and so there in Petersburg, Virginia at that time, we did not have an Islamic school. <clears throat> so uh, back in 1978, I decided uh, that we would open a school. And I, I called the um, uh, Virginia State Board of Education and I told them what I wanted to do and uh, that I wanted to open uh, a private school, an Islamic school. And uh, they said, okay, we'll send you the package, fill out everything, send it back, we'll review it. If it's acceptable, then we'll approve uh, the school. And they did. Uh, they approved the school, so we opened uh, in 1978. Uh, it was myself and uh, uh, Sister Mary uh, Latif, and Sister Isla Rashida, they were two former school teachers. Uh, we opened the Sister Clara Muhammad School uh, there in Petersburg, Virginia in 1978. That was the first school my two youngest sons uh, attended. And then in 1980, I moved to Detroit uh, because there was a program here I wanted to take in Arabic and uh, Muslim World Studies. So I moved uh, here uh, to Detroit with no intent of staying here. I was intending to... Um, Just in and out. Uh, yeah, do, the, do that program. It was a two-year program. So I intended to do that program and then go back to Virginia. Because uh -huh. I, I, I had no intent of staying here. But after being here and um, uh, while I was here in Detroit taking the program, which it took uh, instead of two years, it took me three years because they weren't offering all of the classes at that time. Uh, some semesters, they didn't offer certain classes. What university was that? That, that was at uh, Wayne County Community College. Uh -huh. And at that time, with Dr. Abdul Munim Shakur, 
that was the only uh, Muslim World Studies program uh, on a college level in the United States. Wow. Yeah, that's how come I ended up up here. Uh, and so while here, my wife and children moved here, and, and uh, I got hired at the Sister Clara Muhammad School as, as a teacher. And uh, while we were here, they closed the school in Virginia, so oh. wasn't no chance of me going back. So, uh, so that's that's how um, you know th this uh, sojourn kind of begun. Um, I'll, I'll just stop if you need some questions or something. You can you can ask questions anytime. No, no, continue. Okay. I'm in the yeah. zone. And, and so um, actually. 1991, Sister Clara Muhammad School uh, was closed. It was shut down due to what? What was the reason? Is it because lack of teachers, lack of students? or No, it wasn't any of that. Uh, you know, the board at that time decided that, um, you know, because of finances, uh, they would uh, close the school. And, and, and what they told me, I was the principal at that time. So they told me that they were gonna. They had voted to close the school and uh, do some fundraising for a year or two, and then reopen the school. Well, that wasn't an option for me because mm -hmm. we had all of our students there. I had my kids, and there were other parents. So we met with the other parents, um, and um, at that time, I was the imam of Masjid Ali Klaus. Uh, on the east side of Detroit. We had a meeting with the parents and I told them what I had in mind, that I didn't intend to put my children in public school, that I was uh, going to open a school. Right. And of course, uh, they, they didn't want to put their kids in public school either. So they said, okay, if you open a school, we'll put our kids in. And so we, at that time, we didn't have a school building. No building yet? No, we didn't have no building. Uh -huh. We had the masjid and we had a cultural center a couple of doors down. So I told them, I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to build some partitions and during the week, we will partition off the musallah and the masjid mm -hmm. and we will partition off uh, the the uh, culture center, make classrooms there, and we're going to have school here. We're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, and really we didn't have money either now. Uh -huh. that, that's the start of, uh, of every evil is there's no money. <laughs> no money. I, I, I'll tell you how much money I had. The school where it didn't exist, so it didn't have any money. I had $34. Allahu Akbar. Yeah, and so what I did, I, I decided to make up some flyers and I started buying the wood to build the partitions. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I put, made up some flyers, I put some down at Wayne State and other places, and uh, I got a call one Sunday afternoon. Uh, and this, this was, I think, in July of 1991. And... Uh, brother called me, he was a student there at Wayne State, he was a doctor uh, from Indonesia. He was, uh, yeah, he, he had traveled here to, to take some courses at Wayne State. And uh, he called me, he said, I saw the flyer uh, that you're opening a school. 
and I've got a daughter I want to put her in. I said, okay. He said, I said, well, you can come by. We'll, we'll meet. And so that Sunday afternoon after Talim services, uh, he came by the masjid. Uh-huh. And uh, he brought his, his daughter and she was a little one, a little kindergarten. She was flipping around in the, in the masala. And so we talked and we talked about, you know, what this, you know, what we were planning to do. And he says, uh, okay, could I see the school? Uh oh! <laughs> I said, "Yeah, you're looking at it." You're in it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I told him what I was intending to do, right. and uh, he said, "Well, I want to enroll my daughter." Mashallah. I said, "Okay." I was that was your first go. customer, huh? First cu- customer <laughs> from Indonesia. Allah, and I took that as a sign from Allah. I said, "This is a sign from Allah." Yeah. Our first student is from Indonesia, which, as you know, Indonesia, in terms of the, the, the um, demographics, it has the most Muslims. The most Muslims, yes. Yeah. So I took that as a sign from Allah that uh, we were going to be okay. MashaAllah. And so we registered uh, his daughter that day, and I got a down payment. So I had 300, I think it was 350 some dollars or something like that. I said, That's a good start. This is a good start. <laughs> and so I started building the partitions and so forth. But then there was a brother that used to teach math for us at the Sister Clara Muhammad School, Brother Yusuf. Mm-hmm. And Brother Yusuf told me, he said, Brother Nadir, you know, the brother Salim and the Yemeni brothers, they got a school that they're not using, a school building. Oh, so that's they right. they only use it on the weekends. I uh-huh. said, oh, yeah. He said, yeah, only on the weekends. He said, so I'll talk to them and see if, if they want to lease it. I said, okay, do so. So he talked to them, and uh, they said, yeah. And so they wanted uh, to meet with me, which I met with them, and I told them what we wanted to do. Okay, um, and so they they uh, told me how much they were gonna they wanted to lease it for, and what they needed. They said, "Okay, we'll lease it for uh, three thousand a month, and we need uh, the first month down and security uh, deposit. the security deposit. So we want two months dollars." Yeah, I said, "No." I ain't said, got that. <laughs> Three thousand a month, we can't do anyway. I said, give you two thousand a month, and I don't have no security deposit. Not yet. <laughs> he said, well, let me go talk to the brothers and 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 see. He went to the brothers, talked to them, and uh, they agreed. Allah. And Allah. So, Alhamdulillah, that was the start of Ali Class Training Academy. Allah, Allah. great and start. That, that was back in uh, uh, nineteen ninety. Masha'Allah. That was our first Masha'Allah. year. And uh, we, we opened uh, uh, straight away uh, kindergarten through 12th grade. Right away. Right away. Masha'Allah. Yeah. And the first year, Alhamdulillah, uh, I think the first year we opened, we ended up with about 100 and I think 165 students. Masha'Allah. Yeah. So that's uh, that. That has been uh, what what we have uh, what we have uh, been doing uh, for the most part. Yes, sir. 
So you heard it here first. Story of a great brother, a beloved brother, and a story of the start of a big thing. A big thing, really a big thing, subhanAllah. Starting Islam schools here in America was not the priority uh, that everybody looked at as Muslims. Um, not everybody was looking at it in a, in a sense of, you know, our, our kids are here, our kids are living here, and they have to have some kind of education that would save them, by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of course, and save them in this, in these grounds or on these grounds that they're, they're living in and they're, you know what I'm saying, getting around and meeting with people. So just putting them in a public school just like that was not an option. And having brothers like Brother Nadir and so many others right now, alhamdulillah, so many schools today in, in, in 2020 that we have, alhamdulillah, um, saves kids, alhamdulillah, saves our Muslim community, saves our uh, the, the Islamic world here in America. Because here in America, mashallah, we got millions of Muslims. Now, if everybody going to just say, you know what, it's okay, I got my kids. But I work, I go outside the house, my kids go to school, and I don't know what, what they are being taught at school. Now, they might be academically good, <laughs> but Islamically, are they really being taught the monotheism when holidays or American holidays hit? Are they really being taught what that those holidays are? Are they our holidays? Are they their holidays? Are we allowed to be celebrating these holidays? How women and, and men are supposed to be communicating with each other. How are we supposed to be dealing business-wise uh, wise with everybody? How are we supposed to be doing throughout our lives? So having schools like this, Al-Ikhlas Training Academy, honest to God, was a good start for me, myself. I, I, I was taught in Al-Ikhlas Training Academy at one point in my life, even though it wasn't the whole 12 years of my education. But that one year that I was here, it was a great experience for me for my brother, my sister, for my other brother, for everybody that I knew as far as the community that is concerned. And, you know, moving on from one uh, school and then being the reason for other brothers to open up different schools, that's a great thing, man. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's messenger says, Those who show people or guide people towards the good, are very similar to as if they did that good themselves. So they get the reward. The person who saw, who saw this will get the reward, and then you will get the same reward as well. So it will just it's keep compiling over each other, and you gaining all the reward. So learning from stories like this is important for us. So when we share information with you, when you share information with your brother, when your brother shares information with others, it all going to chain back to the original message, the message of the Prophet Muhammad and then so on and so forth. So we have to understand that if you have a good intention and you think that this intention that you about to, to you know, you carry out in your action is good and beneficial for you and your community, you need to push hard to do it because Allah SWT is the one that put that intention in your heart to begin with. And he didn't put it in your heart just playing a game or playing around. He only put it in your heart because he knows that you are able to carry it out. You are able, able to make it happen. If you said, you know what, this is a good idea, but I can't do it. 
If you couldn't do it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would never put that in your heart to begin with. So we got a few questions for the for Brother Nadir, so we can continue this show, inshallah, to keep it as exciting as the story was and as beautiful as it is, alhamdulillah, and as beneficial as it should be, inshallah ta'ala. So question number one, when you decided to um, to jump into the school uh, at the... Uh, the, the well, right next to Ma'ad bin Jabba, right? It was across the street from Ma'ad yes. bin Jabba mm -hmm. in Hamtram. Yes. What were the hardships that you faced to begin? Because I know you only had a few hundred billion dollars in your pocket. What happened then? Well, you know, we, we um, the first thing we had to do, obviously, was get into the building, do cleaning, painting, all of that, get the building ready uh, for, for students, you know. So we got in there, myself and... and uh, couple other brothers and and some sisters helped too Mashallah. and we we did uh, the initial work uh, to get the building ready and the first thing we did we did uh, an open house uh -huh. uh, we did an open house we invited the community uh, and we had a translator and we spoke to the community the community came out too we, we had, had uh, a full house Allah um, and so we spoke to the, the community. We had the brother translating uh, into Arabic for the, the non-English-speaking. Uh, English and, uh, you know, at first uh, there was the, the issue of um, brothers and, and sisters in the same classroom. Uh, there were community members that did not want that. They right. wanted the, the boys separate from the girls. So uh, my my question to them was, uh, are you willing to pay double tuition? Because that right. means I got to hire, you know, double, double teachers. amount of teachers. Yeah. And have double well, classes. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, nobody was uh, prepared to do that. But uh, to his credit, uh, uh, Sheikh Saleh uh -huh. al-Jahim, uh, he was the first one to enroll his kids. So when he enrolled his uh, daughters and, and sons, then other brothers followed through. Followed through. MashaAllah. And uh, for, for some of the girls, as you know, or you may not know, what they were doing, once they uh, got to middle school, they would take them out of school. They're oh. in, in, in the Yemeni community. The family they would not no. let them go to high school. Mm -hmm. No. They would take them out of school, keep them at home. I see. So this was an opportunity for their girls to go to high school. And uh, as you know, we, we had uh, boys on one side of the classroom, girls on the other, right. or either vice versa, some in the in front the or some in the back. Either way, we didn't have them mixed together as they are in many of, of your public institutions. And um, also, uh, some classes, uh, say for example, like uh, health and phys ed, Islamic studies, those classes, girls were completely separate from boys mm -hmm. because of some of the sensitive things that I and dealt with. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, from that point, uh, you know, we, we had no problem. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, every now and again, you know, you will get a parent saying, well, you know, you got separate classes. No, they go to university, they're not going to have separate yeah, classes. They have separate classes. <clears throat> Matter of fact, they don't even set them 
on different sides. Exactly. You, you sit where the, you can get a chair. Wherever it's available. Yeah, right. and, and you, you, the girl might be sitting in the seat right next to a boy or right behind or whatever. That's right. As we know. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that, you know, we got past that challenge. Uh, then, of course, you know, the next challenge is raising funds. Mm-hmm. You know, that that is always an issue. Um, but, um, you know, the community were, were fairly supportive. Mashallah. Uh, and uh, so, you know, thanks thanks to the Almighty, we, we were able to make it. Mashallah. And uh, to, to uh, the community's credit in Canton, uh, which we've had a relationship for many years, uh, they have been, and, and we're considered as sister schools, there's the Crescent Academy in, in Canton, mm-hmm. and uh, they have been extremely supportive uh, over the years, uh, that, that community. Every year we go to that community, uh, at least once a year we have a fundraising dinner out there, sure. and they're very supportive. Allah. Uh, but uh, that, that has, finance has been the biggest issue. Right, obviously. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's not something unique just to us. All exactly. schools deal with financial All schools, issues. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because schools are, are not a profit-making entity. That's right. Of course, now we've got charter schools, they're profit-making entities. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, for, for Islamic schools, they're non-profit. Uh-huh. So all Islamic schools are dealing with the same thing, raising funds and so forth, you know. MashaAllah. Yeah, but thanks to Allah, you know, uh, he's, he's blessed us to, to make it. So if you have an advice in the last few minutes that we have here to all parents in America, Western world, Western society, who put their kids in public schools, what advice do you give them, if you don't mind, please? Well, you know, if, if they have no option, because some people live in areas where there are no Islamic school. That's right. And you, you, you have to put your kids in, in public school then you have to really monitor what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You have to really do that. But for parents that have access to an Islamic school, I would say make the sacrifice, put your kids in an Islamic school. Uh, it might not be easy. It wasn't easy for me. I put my kids through Islamic school. wasn't easy. But it's easier than getting them out of prison. It's easier than getting them out of prison. If you got to this point, then I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you have benefited from this beautiful story of Brother Nadir. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve him and give him the best of health. This cut was made on purpose to air the rest of this interview a different time so it could stay as short as 30 minutes. By the will of Allah, Assalamu alaikum. Peace.